Slanesh, Lord of Excess. Pleasure is a rather universal pursuit for humans, whether it be in more salacious or illicit ways, or just in simple comforts and peace. In the 40k universe, pleasure for most people is an unknown concept, with their lives filled with hardships, austerity, and violence. While Nurgle encourages mortals to wallow in their despair, and Zinch looks to those with the ambition to change their fates, Slanesh offers immediate, direct, and excessive amounts of pleasure. Although carnal pleasures are often at the forefront of discussions about Slanesh, pleasure and excess in all forms are his domain, and he represents a terrible threat of temptation for all mortals. Let's take a look at Slanesh's areas of influence, his domain of chaos, and his army of seductive demons. Slanesh is somewhat unique compared to the other chaos gods in that we do know of a precise origin for his existence, thanks to the Eldari. For a period of many millions of years, the Eldari ruled over much of the galaxy, thanks to their technological supremacy and mastery over the webway to swiftly travel across the stars. Eventually, having evolved past the need for labor, many of the Eldari spent their long lives fulfilling their every desire, giving way to their darkest impulses. They believed that all secrets of the universe were theirs to uncover, and soon exotic cults popped up across their empire, dedicated to esoteric knowledge and physical excess. Eldari society gradually declined, eventually descending into anarchy as they pursued pleasure in all forms. Some of them did manage to flee the doom of the Eldari, founding independent planets away from the rest of the Empire, eventually becoming known as the Craftworld Eldari. Unfortunately, all of this excess and pleasure-seeking was feeding a psychic entity within the warp until around the 30th millennium, when this entity fully formed and was born as Slanesh, a shadow of the Eldari. Slanesh was born with a massive psionic cry, heard by all Eldari, and most Eldari within thousands of light years of the center of the Empire perished, their souls sucked into the warp. Even the Eldari gods were consumed by Slanesh, with only a few survivors and the Eye of Terror was created where their empire was once centered. The remnants of the Eldari were now a scattered race, and there was a new Chaos God in the midst to corrupt mortals just as the Eldar were corrupted. Slanesh is commonly regarded as the Chaos God of pleasure, lust, desire, greed, and hedonism, but really Slanesh's domain all comes down to excess. While pleasure and desire are certainly aspects of this, it's never to any reasonable degree, as that would be missing the point. Moderation is antithetical to Slanesh and his worshippers, as everything must be done without restriction and without ceasing. That's not to say that Slanesh doesn't feed off of any other form of pleasure, even small, restricted forms, but the corruption that he spreads is in encouraging mortals to chase those feelings. 
from food and drink to drugs and physical pleasures to pride and love, all of these things can elicit positive emotions in a mortal, and they can potentially be corrupted to seek out more and grander versions of these things. Life in the Warhammer 40k universe is hard, with most lacking in any pleasure whatsoever before they're cruelly cut down, so it's easy to see how tempting Slaanesh's domain can be, with pleasures abound. Unfortunately, excess is excess for a reason, and a pleasurable thing can quite quickly become tortuous if there's too much of it. It's really by design then that the Imperium of Mankind makes life for civilians so strict and harsh, as a population left to their own devices could quite easily fall to corruption with the slightest of pushes. At the same time, a life of hardships makes the slightest hope of an alternative often quite alluring, especially when the average person has no idea what those temptations might bring them. A life of non-stop sensual pleasure sounds great when you're working the fields every moment of your day, but Slanesh isn't interested in giving mortals a nice, comfortable existence. Slanesh feeds on the extremes of pleasure in all forms, to degrees that no human could ever withstand or understand. Additionally, while pleasure, even in perverse forms, can exist in countless ways in the material realm, in the immaterium, pleasure is truly a limitless concept, beyond any human imagining. To a fanatical follower of Slanesh, existence is a non-stop drive towards fulfilling every possible desire, all while feeding Slanesh's insatiable appetite for dark vices. While the common thought of someone falling into Slanesh's grip is that of someone seeking physical pleasures, a wide variety of individuals can be drawn in by Slanesh's promises. Poets and artists are offered limitless inspiration and fame. Warriors take pride in their perfection on the battlefield, and even members of the ecclesiarchy can go to bed at night and unconsciously dream of unspoken desires. Like all Chaos Gods, Slanesh delights in seeing upright and stalwart members of the Imperium slide from grace into depravity, with the greater the fall, the more pleasure derived. His greatest accomplishment in this regard is of course the demon Primarch Fulgrim, whose obsession with perfection led to him becoming corrupted during the Horus Heresy, now serving as a leader of Slanesh's armies. Slanesh, like the other Chaos Gods, can appear in any form he wishes, but he often appears in a form which is female on the right side and male on the left, with two sets of horns. Regardless of his form, he is presented as perfection incarnate, and few mortals could ever hope to gaze upon him and not succumb to his dark allure. Indeed, according to tales, to look upon Slanesh is to forfeit your soul to his eternal whims. Another difference between Slanesh and the other Chaos Gods is that rather than trying to keep invaders out of his Chaos Realm, he invites them in. At the center of his realm is his Palace of Pleasure, surrounded by concentric rings, each holding different temptations. Those who would enter the realm to try and reach the palace will have to pass through all of the rings, resisting the draw of the various pleasures surrounding them. 
Those who fail the test will inevitably lose their souls to Slanesh's insatiable hunger, but even if an incredibly resolute individual makes it to the palace, they will only enter if Slanesh wishes it. Like all of the domains of the Chaos Gods though, Slanesh's is a shifting myriad of sights and sounds, flexible to the gods' whims and differing based on the individual viewing it. Every conceivable vice, pleasure, and desire is on display here, along with the inconceivable ones. The first ring encountered here is said to be the domain of riches, with a sky filled with diamonds ready to be plucked out, and trees made of pure gold to climb up to reach them. Pathways paved with rubies and emeralds wind around mountains of gold, and plenty of priceless pebbles litter the path, leading greedy individuals further on and on until they collapse under the weight of all their riches. The second ring is said to be the domain of sustenance, containing a lake filled with the finest of wines, and small islands covered with exotic fruits, rich breads, and meats of every kind. Swimming to these islands across the lake is quite dangerous, but for those that do make it across, they find impossible delights in the food there, each bite better than the last. Those that fail the temptation will continue to gorge themselves until they collapse, becoming part of the feast for the next diner. The third ring is that of bodily delights, containing a series of beautiful vistas designed to enhance the senses and draw visitors further in. Carnal desires abound here, with demon and mortal bodies entwining in a beautiful and twisted display, and the air is heavy with an intoxicating musk that opens an individual's senses further than thought possible. Their flesh then becomes hypersensitive to even the slightest of touches, and they will almost certainly be drawn into the fray, with Slanesh's demons offering up their soft flesh alongside razor-fanged kisses and piercing claws. The fourth ring is that of adoration, whether it be the glory of a soldier or the pride of a father, and the experience here is unique for each visitor. A massive crowd may greet a soldier, cheering his name, while a planetary governor may see themselves in control of an entire star system. All of these visions appear to be entirely possible and attainable to the individual, with only self-doubt allowing some to break through of their illusions. The fifth ring is that of achievement, containing a grand, serene forest and secluded glades. In the center of these glades is a perfectly still pool, inviting the visitor to sit and reflect upon their thoughts and accomplishments. While sitting there, imagining themselves accomplishing incredible things, the glade begins to close in around them, and the water of the pool rises up and takes shape. It forms into the shape of whatever represents defeat for the individual and as they open their eyes, they are confronted by a vision of shame and failure, right before the plant life rips at their flesh. Finally, the sixth ring is that of repose, perhaps the greatest temptation for members of the Imperium. In this ring are beaches of the softest sand, warm from a golden sun above, 
as a gentle breeze wafts through the air, carrying music with it. There are no overt temptations here, no drugs or carnal pleasures, just complete and utter peace, and the thought that an individual doesn't have to go any further or do any more. It certainly takes quite an incredible willpower to stand up from here and continue on towards Slanesh's palace of pleasure. The palace, however, has no guards or traps or other temptations, as Slanesh has no need for such things. Instead, any individual that makes it to the palace will be greeted by Slanesh himself, whose mere presence is enough to charm even those who made it through the six rings of temptation. No one knows what happens to those individuals at this point, as no one has ever made it to the palace and returned to tell the tale. Slanesh, of course, does have a demonic army, although it certainly doesn't quite have the same numbers as the other, older chaos gods. The core of his army is formed of demonettes, feminine-looking demons with large claws at the end of their arms. Demonettes take a dark pleasure in killing, smiling as they gut their foes with their claws, and are capable of luring in mortals before spelling their doom. Demonettes are also often dispatched to corrupt specific individuals, using seductive spells to whisper into their dreams and lure them into corruption. Demonettes that ride mounts into battle are known as Seekers of Slanesh their steeds being bipedal, smooth-skinned creatures vaguely resembling seahorses with long, poisonous tongues. Particularly impressive demonettes are known as Heralds of Slanesh, and are allowed free reign within the Palace of Pleasure, with the greatest of them being allowed to attend to Slanesh himself. Other lesser demons include fiends of Slanesh, a bizarre mixture of reptile, insect, and mammal. These creatures exude an unnatural smell capable of bewitching any caught in it, narcotically dulling their minds and slowing their movements, allowing the fiend to slice them apart with their deadly claws. Ladies of the Void are particularly dangerous to ships traveling through the warp, as they are capable of infiltrating the minds of a navigator or astropath, using them to pass through the Geller field and enter the vessel directly, bursting out of their body. Greater demons of Slanesh are known as Keepers of Secrets, large, powerful creatures several times the height of an average human, typically with four arms. These demons are the embodiments of the alluring power of pleasure, able to bring opposing warriors to their knees in both anguish and ecstasy. Intelligent as they are powerful, they know the most intimate desires of all mortals, using this knowledge to seduce and control their opponents before eviscerating them. Mortals that manage to particularly impress Slanesh with their pursuits of excess and pleasure could potentially become a demon prince. Slanesh is unfortunately capricious, and so even the most pleasing of his mortal followers could find themselves transformed into a mindless chaos spawn rather than being elevated to a demon prince. 
Even those that do, however, must continue to endlessly push their pursuits of new heights of pleasure, excess, and addiction. Their service to the Lord of Excess is unending, with the risk of failure and punishment awaiting every step. Although many discussions about Slanesh tend to just revolve around jokes based on various obscene topics, Slanesh and his followers are rather complex in the myriad ways that excess, addiction, and perfection can manifest. Obsession with anything, even something utterly mundane, can become completely unsettling if pushed far enough, and while the outwardly grotesque nature of Slanesh's demons and followers is quite popular, the more inwardly focused grotesqueness is generally more interesting. There's nothing inherently wrong with the pursuit of happiness and pleasure, but selfishness is at the heart of Slanesh's domain, the pursuit of one's own pleasure above all other things. It's easy to see why many members of the Imperium fall into Slanesh's trap, but when an excessive amount of pleasure can lead you into eternal servitude to the Dark Prince of Chaos, everything in moderation becomes a pretty important guideline.